Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Hello everyone, New Amsterdam Radio starts now. It is I, Flobo Boys, of course, and well... I'm in the mayor's office looking at my to-do list, and there is just so much to do. Before I get into why I am feeling a little bit blue about that, just want to say you are locked into the podcast for creatives, newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, amsterdam.com. Learn more about this show and all the other shows under the New Amsterdam Entertainment umbrella. You know, I was checking out my Netflix queue today, and I realized I have a lot of content I've been neglecting. That list that proverbial list when someone says, watch this movie, I'll put it on the list. It's gotten so long. But hey, I love watching content. I love TV shows. I definitely love the movies. And my guest today loves the movie as well. Linda Flanders wrote a book. It's called Hollywood Endings and How to Get One. And it really is a focused attempt about taking those challenges in your life and using it to become successful. So it was a lot of fun hanging with Linda and seeing what she was all about. And well, that's enough of my gibber jabbering. My chat with Linda Flanders starts now. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, hanging in the mayor's office. And today, I have a very special guest. She is a community leader that somehow found a way to pursue her goals. And she's sharing her knowledge with you with this, her new book, Hollywood Endings and How to Get One. Please welcome Linda Flanders. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you very, very much for having me on. Well, this is always, the pleasure is all mine. It's always a treat to talk to individuals who have seen the island of success and are helping us to get closer to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're all kind of on parallel paths, you know, just one step in front of the other to get where we want to go. Hollywood endings and how to get one, which I love because we all know the concept of a Hollywood ending. You kind of feel like it's unattainable. It's not possible. But you say it right there on the cover of the book. It is. Hollywood endings on how to get one, yes. Actually, I was hoping that people would not think that it was, you know, just the idea of a romance, but instead look at it from more of the perspective that I've got a goal, and if this was a movie, how would I get to that goal? And so what are the steps to be able to get there? It's just that linking it to the movies makes it fun. It puts us in a, it puts something in our imagination. And so that's why I use the movies. Are you a fan of the classic Hollywood glam? Were you a glam fan of like the studio system and the sweeping lights and the Mr. DeVille, I'm ready for my close up? Well, probably not the studio system because I know they didn't treat actors very well. They treated them like commodities. So I mean, take that away from it. But yes, I have to admit, I love the old time glamor of Hollywood. Yeah. True. Well, what I like about the framework here, because you do use the idea of the movies, but it's not, it's not like a textbook. I mean, there's so many, I think we always get bombarded by people that tell you, we know what the path of how to be successful is, and they kind of talk down to you. They're kind of like, you're a slub, here's how you can be do better, but you don't really right. do that here. You use your own experiences to really lay the groundwork. I do, and the foundation of the whole book really is... Um, Well, I mean, it's the foundation of life. I mean, how do we put, 
how do we get rid of guilt and shame if that is something that you know comes with us through childhood how do we manage to get through life if we didn't have a role model and so growing up in that kind of family i had to figure it out for myself and this was taking all of the information from i mean so many different places so i mean it's not my information really it's just i put it into a different format linking it to the movies linking it to um triggering your imagination to remember when you saw this movie or if you didn't see it go see it because you can go see it once to be entertained but then for heaven's sakes go back and learn from it right well you know, we all have challenges, you know, through our lives and we, yeah. and we all have our own personal mix and all that. And I'm sure you had your fair share. There, oh. I mean, there is, there is a little bit of a, a greedy side that has to ask, like, why share your path for other people? People will say, if you found a way to be happy and to find your goals, why not keep that to yourself? Why do you decide this was something you had to do? Well, I believe very strongly in improved mental health. Um, mm -hmm. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, and I think we all feel the trauma of certainly of the last year, not to mention the social unrest that's going on right now. So I believe very strongly in improving our own mental health. And for mm -hmm. anyone who is either struggling or I know I want to get there, that's what I want. So what is it that keeps me back? And what I recognized, I, I know I told you before, I'm a Feldenkrais practitioner. That's a different way of learning. And one of the things that gets so ingrained in us is looking for patterns. Obviously, it's meant to look at our own patterns. But when we recognize our own patterns, meaning we've raised our awareness up so that we can see our own patterns, then how mm. do you change them if they're not getting you where you want to go? And yeah. again, going back to the movies, by linking it to the movies, it's oh, it's not so painful. We don't have to be as defensive. And like I say, it makes it a bit more fun. Can you give us an example of how we you can interpret what we go through as far as our struggles with a specific movie example or our structure? Is there like a, like a nugget we can pull from? Sure, sure. So let's see, one of them might be, um, I talk about Dances with Wolves, of learning how to learn. And in that particular movie, if you watch it, uh, you've got Native Americans and they are, they can ride their horses, they can get on their horses on the left side, on the right side, they can probably jump on from the back. Uh, they ride over mountains and hills and they do so many things in riding their horses in so many different ways that they become experts at being able to ride a horse, which mm. is so different than I'm gonna go into English dressage, which means that I have only one way to ride the horse. I'm gonna be graded on that way to ride the horse. And mm. that is more limiting than when we do something in a whole variety of ways. We build ourselves, um, become so much more uh, dimensional as people. And we also can be so good uh, at something we want to be at. So, I mean, again, uh, if I switch to baseball for a moment, if I'm a pitcher and I only can pitch a fastball, 
I might be oh. great at pitching a fastball, but that's all I can do. Whereas that's not going to win the game for you. But if you can do a curveball and the fastball, and I don't know, do they even do spitballs anymore? <laughs> that's uh, an illegal pitch, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can cheat no. to win, guys. <laughs> But it's that idea. Around here, I live in the Midwest, so we deal with winter all the time. If, as a driver, if I only drive during the day when it's dry and it's daylight and I stick to back roads, I'm going to be a very limited driver. Correct. But if I start to learn how to drive in snow and in ice and in rain and on hills and then traffic and up in the cities on the freeway. I'm going to be such a better driver when something happens. So it's the whole idea of learning how to learn, how to expand that repertoire and have so many more options at our disposal. I simply linked it to Dances with Wolves. Yeah. But why do you think that is? Why do you think we learn one or two methods and go, we got this, moving on. Why not? What makes us say we've learned enough and doesn't haven't really considered being dimensional in a particular craft or pursuit. Sometimes I wonder whether or not it's kind of ingrained from uh, us in when we start going to school. I mean, obviously I'm a baby boomer, so I mean I have a certain um, time period when I was in school, so I can only refer back to um, to my days. But you would work to become as good as you needed to be to be either one to be graded or, oh, I'm good enough. So then I'm going to go off and learn something else as opposed to on purpose, learning how to do something in a variety of different ways. So I'm really good at that. Now I'm going to go on to do something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, guess I think it's something that's ingrained in our education yeah. way of thinking. Totally Just be good topic. enough. And I don't like the idea of being just good enough. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have a chance to be great, why not be great? <laughs> uh, well, why not see how far you can go? How good could you really be? Obviously, you have to be motivated. But the point of the book is, and at least that chapter, is trying to help people become better faster at whatever they want to do. Can you ride a horse? Just curious. I can. What? What don't you do, Linda? We were talking this before we went on. You you box as well, and you ride a horse. You just yeah, you take your concepts like ten x. <laughs> That's well, awesome. I'm not going to claim that I ride a horse now, but back in my younger days, yes, I did yeah. a show jump. I did show jumping, which is why I brought up dressage when we were chatting about that's a very prim and proper way to ride. Um, but I did that. Oh yeah, I also used. I was a power lifter once too, but we—that's another story for another day. You guys can't see this because it's an audio thing, but my mouth is agape, right? Because first of all, there's not many horses in Brooklyn where I grew up, <laughs> uh, it's, and my powerlifting days lasted one time, and I realized you have to lift the weights more than once. Like I have to train to do be good at this. I'm out. Wow. So you you were already a multi-rounded person to begin with, and. You decided to really show that it, it you can be successful if you apply that to different things in your life. That's rad. You can't. Now, I will also say about myself, though, that I grew up believing that I had a very strong learning difficulty. One, I was left-handed and way back in the 50s. They didn't know what to do with somebody left-handed. You too, huh? Yeah. So 
And so that was one issue. And then I also have a mind that switches numbers and switches shapes. I do fine mm -hmm. with and, and reading, but numbers, yeah, I'm just, I'm not safe with numbers. I can balance three checkbooks, but it takes me much longer than anybody else. Um, but I can't, all right, but I can't do it. But even with a calculator, sometimes my mind switches. So I didn't even come alive until I went to summer camp and discovered I'm a bodily kinesthetic learner. I got to do stuff and then I get yeah. it. And then I can go back and read a book or study or whatever. But I mean, that was a very long and painful process to figure that out about myself. Whereas if anybody had helped me or recognized it way back when, oh, you're just a different kind of learner, but you've got a very bright, curious mind. Let me get you going on how to learn by doing. Yeah, that just means that you're unique in your own way, which I know that sounds redundant, but I did that for emphasis. <laughs> But I'm so glad you shared your story because you were aware that you were a, a different individual and then you're, you made moves with intention. Your book touches upon that as well. Awareness, imagination, and intention seem to be through lines in, this, uh, in, your, in your book. And I wonder how a reader can apply it to their own lives, their own situations. Well, first and foremost, yes. Raising awareness is the biggest key. Uh, that if we have self-awareness, that I know my talents, I know my weaknesses, I, I know what motivates me, um, I know and pay attention to how I affect people. So yes, raising awareness is number one, that's key. And in t imagination, if you've got it, wonderful. But if you don't, then I'm sending you back to the movies again that, okay, <laughs> what do you want to learn? And then here are a few movies that I suggest that you might see if you want to learn this. And then the whole point of this movie is then with your intention or with using the movies, with your intention, try doing what they did in the scene and see whether or not it makes a huge difference in your own life. It gives you it gives you more options. The more options we have, the better decisions we can make. It really kind of comes down to that. So what's your favorite movie? Okay, admittedly, my favorite movie is Titanic. Great history, great love story. And however, the movie that I've learned the most from was Baby Boom with Diane Keaton. She changes her self-image. She goes from a New York executive to all of a sudden she is a single, mother with a toddler who had lost her parents in an accident and moved to upscale Vermont. And she had to go through the process of completely changing herself and her life. And she had honesty when she realized that her life was completely falling apart. She eventually found a sense of purpose and she created a product that filled the need and then she used her marketing skills from when she was a New York executive to be able to right. market it. She showed courage to stand up for herself. And every single time that I need inspiration, I watch Baby Boom with Diane Keaton. 
not only visualization or, or whatever you interpret that as to be, but but definitely taking the next step and breaking it down. If I said, become president of the United States, I'm like, oh, wow, that's insurmountable. But if I say, get involved in the community or meet some people and, and build a relationship with my citizenry, like it's to break it down, it's just like, it seems so simple, but the way you said it, it was like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> Why are we doing this a lot more often? And I mean, at least certainly what I found both in my own life um, and in working with, with children, and that is when I first get an idea to do something and I look at what it takes, it's like it's overwhelming. And then you just want to pull your, sh your shirt over your head. It's like, no, I can't do that. And then I start breaking it down. Well, what could I do? Well, I could do that. And that's a step in the direction of where I want to go. Who knows how long it'll take me to get there, but it's a step in that direction. And that is what I think is so powerful, certainly when we're working with our children, much less ourselves, that just one thing in the direction of where you want to go. Well, I ask you this today in the middle of April, 2021. Ms. Landers, do you have your own Hollywood ending? <laughs> well, I've had several, so thank you very much for asking. It's not a destination, so um, it really is a process. So I have done many things in my life, and I have had a Hollywood ending on all of them. I built a, I built a house with my son, a log home. I did run for elected position, and I did get elected, and that felt like it was overwhelming. Uh, I'm a stained glass artist. When I start a project, it's like, and that is a process as well. There are so many pieces to do that, but I can envision in my head what I want the final artwork to look like. And so I try to then put that out of my way so I'm not overwhelmed and just start. I can do this piece. And then if it's too much, or I mean, if I get scared or whatever, okay, I'm going to back off for a while and rest. <sighs> okay, now I'm ready to do another piece. And that is how, yes, I would say I have had many Hollywood endings. I've also had some traumas. <laughs> I mean, that goes hand in hand. True, because you don't like really value the success if you haven't had any difficulties before that success, for sure. Well, you had mentioned that you're a, protect, a, a practitioner of the Feldenkrais method. And for yeah. someone who knew absolutely zero what that meant, could you like break it down? Yeah, treat it to me like if I'm a child and break it down for me in little itty bitty chunks. What does Perfect. it mean and how is it important? Okay, the Feldenkrais method is a way of learning and it is about learning awareness. And we teach awareness, self-awareness through the avenue of movement. So for somebody like me who's a bodily kinesthetic learner, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for me. It can work for anyone, though admittedly not everyone's a bodily kinesthetic learner. So it is about learning self-awareness. What is limiting me? And if we are doing a Feldenkrais lesson and we're trying to do a particular movement, well, how come I can't do that movement? So you have to go inward and feel for yourself you know, oh, I can't get my shoulder and my arm to work, to move in this direction. That's what's limiting me. And then that might remind you, oh yeah, I remember that car accident I had several years ago and, you know, I broke my shoulder, but it healed. So how come it doesn't work like the other one? 
but it doesn't. And then we teach from the standpoint of what's the least amount of effort that you put into it so that we make it easier. We break down steps so that you can do a big goal. It's all about learning about options and how to make the best choice based on the options. My choice might be different than your choice, but if we have a whole variety of options to choose from, we can find the best choice for ourselves. And while we learn it in the Feldenkrais method through the avenue of movement, these are skills that we learn in life, which is why I put them in the book, the idea of options and making choices and doing and things also, easier. And you're also going to be discussing this at the Feldenkrais Summit, which is coming up soon. Do you have any more details about that? I do. I do have a little bit more information about that. It's running May 1st through May 10th, of which I'm very glad because that is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this can help in a variety of different ways. Uh, it's May 1st through May 10th. It's online. It's completely free. There are, it's an international conference. So, I mean, there are going to be 22 people from around the world giving presentations. Yes, I do give one as well. Um, and there are also 24 hours worth of uh, Feldenkrais lessons. So, I mean, you can take free Feldenkrais lessons and try it out and see if it's something that works for you. It covers trauma and sports and performance. Uh, there's a whole variety, oh, plus neuroscience, because it is based on neuroscience. So mm -hmm. there are research lectures, too. So a whole variety of possibilities to interest somebody. Oh, fantastic. I'll put the website in the show notes. And make sure to check that out uh, to see Ms. Flanders there in action. It'd be kind of fun. I'll probably show it there myself. But the, the, the book is Hollywood Endings and How to Get One. Uh, where can people find it uh, right now to purchase, to download, to read in their Kindles or on their commutes? How can they get in contact? Okay, it's absolutely available on Amazon.com. You can order a print book. You can order a Kindle. Um, that's probably the easiest way to do it. And it is a workbook, it's a process, it's meant to be physically used. So I, I'm i on the journey putting one foot in front of the other and I invite everybody to join me. Fantastic, and if anyone wanted to get a hold of you for probably one-on-one -on -one coaching or more ideas, how do they go about doing that? Okay, they can go to the email, they can send me an email and it's Taproot Chaska, it's one word, Taproot, T is in Tom, A, P is in Paul, R, O, O, T, Chaska, C-H-A-S-K-A, at msn.com. And that's how they can reach me. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.